My name is Nana Foch, and I am blessed to be here with four of my 30 grandchildren. And these four children just happen to be gay. Makes no difference. They're four of my grandchildren, four of my 30 grandchildren, period. So my name is Chris Lawton. I am 30 years old. I'm from originally Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and now I live in New York City. My name is Andy Lawton. I am 30 years old. I grew up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and now live in Portland, Oregon. My name is Maria Foch. I'm 22 years old. I grew up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and now live in New York City. My name is Andy Foch. I grew up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I'm 24 years old, and I now live in San Diego, California. I came out when I was in my first year of medical school, and my church experience at that point, I was going to a Catholic church, and I had the, I, I was uh, close friends with the pastor of the church, and I had many great conversations with him. He was a, initially a spiritual director and then um, just got to be a, a great friend. And he, I knew I had his support and that he was supportive of uh, someone living a full life, dating, expressing themselves as a gay person, obviously as just one facet of themselves. But it wasn't something I talked about with other people at the church. It was in a fairly conservative suburb of Milwaukee. And it wasn't something that I, really brought up except with the pastor because we were we were good friends. I was like I was a cantor at the church. I knew a lot of the parishioners. I would talk to the ushers as I walked in the door, but it's not I was always cautious about that. And I think when I go back home, that's also the word I would use and when I'm at home in Wisconsin, I feel welcome. I do, but I feel I'm always being a little bit cautious. And I reconnect with people from home and hug them and see people that were part of the grade school community I had. And uh, I would say both, I feel welcome, but I'm also just very aware and cautious of what I'm, what I'm saying and, and who I'm being, more so than I am when I'm at home. Now I live in Portland, Oregon. I actually struggled to find a Catholic church where I really feel comfortable. Maybe not comfortable, maybe not comfortable is, is not the right word, but I feel most at home. And I actually right now go to an Episcopal church, which as most people know, if you were at the service, you'd be hard-pressed to figure out what are the differences from a Catholic service. But the, the pastor is gay, has a partner. Um, it's uh, on occasion part of the preaching, the being gay, being divorced, ma many issues that probably many faith communities are processing. But it's just a place I, I feel at home right now. Uh, but when I'm home and with my family, I, I look, always look forward to going to a Catholic church. When I'm visiting my brother, I certainly look forward to his go, uh, going to his church where there's a vibrant LGBT community. When we came out to Nana, we came out to Nana together. We came out a few years after speaking to our parents about it, and we wrote a letter to Nana, and we explained in the letter a bit about what we'd experienced growing up Catholic, growing up gay, and how we really wanted her to know that this is who we were, and this was something that was really important for her to know about us, and that it was her getting to know more of us. And not so much that we'd been trying to keep anything, but really that we wanted her to better understand who we were, and that we still wanted to be obviously a part of this family and a part of the church. And so we wrote all this in a letter to her, and what I remember very clearly was that we had spoken with a number of family members about what do you think Nana will say when we come out to her? And 
I think that there was not a good sense because there was, we've always been a pretty traditionally Catholic family. It wasn't exactly clear what her response would be, even though we also know she's a very, very loving person. We weren't sure how, to, how she would decide and would reconcile those things. So we wrote her this letter, and then shortly after that, we were home for a holiday. Andy and I were home together, and we got together with Nana, and we had dinner together, and we got to the restaurant where we were having dinner, and we parked the car, and we got out of the car, and all the while of meeting up and going to dinner, we had not talked about the letter per se, and she grabbed us both by the arm, and she took one arm in each of her hands, from one on Andy and myself on the other side, and she said, I got your letter, and I just want you to know I love you both, nothing changes, and let's go have a great time. And that was how I remember coming out to her, and obviously meant a great deal. When I came out to Nana, I had already heard that Chris and Andy had come out to her and had a fairly positive experience. So by that point, I had my partner, my boyfriend, and uh, I, I just knew that it was time to come out and need to say something to Nana. I just go to Nana and I say, hey, Nana, there's something I need to tell you. Um, I'm gay. And she just responds and goes, well, I have, and I have gray hair. And then I go, well, and so I have a boyfriend. She goes, yes, and his name's Riley. I know all about him. <laughs> and, it, you know, it, it was just so... It didn't it didn't phase anything and she already I mean I guess she already knew but it, it there was just it was totally okay and acceptable and and then we were right on to the next thing so um, when I came out to Nana it was uh, this past summer I had just graduated from college and so I was at home uh, before moving out and starting work and so we got to go to lunch a lot that summer and we always talk about you know, what's going on in our cousins' lives and, and things like that and their relationships. And, and, you know, I kind of, I wanted to be able to share that. And so I told her that I had a, a, a girlfriend and she promptly asked, you know, what's her name and started asking questions. And so we just covered it. It was another lunch topic on another day and it was wonderful. And um, it was interesting for me. I just had a little bit of a different environment because um, Chris and Andy and, and my brother Andy had already kind of broken the ice for me. And, and so I, didn't have as much of the the nerves and the uncertainty but um it was still it was it was tough but it i mean nana makes it so easy and i knew that it was you know just another lunch conversation we went to catholic high school in milwaukee wisconsin and being gay and catholic wasn't something that was talked about with any frequency or really at all I took an AP psychology course my senior year of high school and in that course on the day that we were on the chapter in our book about sexuality and homosexuality, our teacher said to us that she believed from the bottom of her heart um, that gay people, LGBT people are born that way and that that heavily affected the nature of the conversation about sexual identity and also about faith but that for reasons she wasn't going to go into, she wouldn't be talking about that topic any further, but that she really felt people were born that way and that there were no more questions asked and we moved on. I had friends, not a ton, but a few who were completely out and were very comfortable. Everything to, I had a close uh, professor, friend, mentor, who in, in a way I think he really believed in his heart, told me that if I prayed and thought about it the right way, that the confusion I had about same-sex attractions would go away and that I would 
prefer women more. So when I heard the message from the professor, I, I respected him and, and loved him as a mentor so much that I really just wanted to think and, and pray about it. But I remember deep down thinking, gosh, really? Was that, can that, could that really happen? And I, at the time, wanted to think it could, but I had to learn for myself that that, that just was, that was wrong. I realized that even though that was a, it was a loving, it came from a place of love, I do believe, it was somewhat misguided, and it didn't end up affecting my faith very much. I was, I think I met enough other people that were, that also were of deep faith, but had a different opinion. There was a brief period uh, that I was identifying as bisexual before I, I went, you know, said that I was gay. And it, during that time I was talking to a priest and one of the things I said is, you know, I'm bisexual, and his immediate response was, okay, good, there's still hope for you to go to heaven. And the point that he followed up was that, well, th that you can still love and marry a girl, you know, and that was very clear. And, and that actually, ironically, was one of the things that pushed me to, I walked away from that thinking about that, and I go, wait, I actually don't want to be with a girl, and really pushed me into saying, you know what, no, I am gay. And it was the negative reaction I had to that that actually affirmed my sexuality. I actually dated someone and we would go to mass together, you know, that. So the community was very welcoming, even if the, the priest maybe wasn't the most welcoming, but certainly never made anyone feel uncomfortable. I definitely had the full experience of all reactions. I had a very positive experience as well. I sang in a choir, which was a very warm, welcoming, wonderful community. I had one experience during actually a reunion that the choir had and many alumni of the choir came back to the campus and we were having a rehearsal and then a mass and I was standing at the mass where we were all singing up in the choir loft. I was standing next to a guy who had come with his partner. They were recently married. They wore rings. I was sort of enamored by that. I, was, I thought that was so wonderful. I was questioning myself at the time if I, if I was gay and during the homily, he and I sat down on the choir stalls while we were, in theory, listening to the homily. And he showed me, I, I couldn't help but lean over to him, and he had a wooden, he and his husband had wooden rings. I said, I can't, I said, your, your ring is so beautiful. And he took it off and showed it to me and told me about their wedding, while in theory we were, should have been listening to the <laughs> homily. But I remember thinking what a palpable experience that was in the basilica at my college with someone who was in a wonderful relationship, was you know, reconnecting with his Catholic faith and the music uh, ministry that he was still a part of, and was a married gay man. That was incredible. That is an uh, interesting transition. It's the perfect transition to my story. Um, I came out when I was in college at a Catholic university, but um, my friends didn't miss a beat. And it was just, I mean, we were all, it, it, very similar and it just I didn't really have a big discussion in college about faith and sexuality it was just another uh, dimension of who I am I grew up in Glenview Illinois which is a western suburb of Chicago I now live in Elm Grove Wisconsin which is well, a western suburb of Milwaukee yes yes I really did raise my family Catholic um, there were not only our immediate family was Catholic, but our expanded family was Catholic. To raise a family Catholic, 
The first thing that you have to do is let the children know that their faith is everything. My Catholic faith is very strong. Um, do I think that we need some changes in the church? You better believe it. But I, and perhaps this is wrong, but I separate my faith from my church. My faith is something between me and the good man upstairs. My church tells me how I should do it. And sometimes, especially as you get older, you get kind of agitated when things aren't the way you think it should be. So I question my church periodically. And maybe I'm going to get in trouble with that, but that's just the way I am. When my grandchildren came out to me, um, I, as I say, it was, it was just a non-event. Were they any different the day before they told me and the day after? No. They're still grandchildren that I love. Having gay grandchildren, all of whom I'm very proud of, have they changed my views? You better believe it. Because I never really thought about it before, because it was something that was not my experience. And I wasn't really sure how I would react to the experience. And then I thought, you dope. Why are they any different than your straight grandchildren? And they aren't. I chew them out just like I do my straight grandchildren. There is no difference. What do I think the church is saying it should change in, in regards to sexuality? They have to recognize the fact that cave people are no different than straight people. They love their faith, but quite frankly, and they love their church, but their church has let them down. By not recognizing them as a wonderful participant in the church. I also strongly feel that gay people should be married in the church. And this has evolved for me, for me because at first I had a conversation with my daughter after Andy and Chris, my grandsons, uh, came out. And she said, Mom, what do you, how do you feel about gay marriage in the church? I thought, oh, I don't know about that. So I had to do some pondering. It didn't take me too long. I, I'm, I am a soul learner, but this was something that I, I strongly believe because I think that a loving couple married in the church should have children. And I feel that same way about my straight grandchildren. A loving couple, children. It's just normal. And that's... That's what the church has to, in my opinion, has to change what is normal. For someone who has old thinking, and, and primarily that is older people, we don't like change. We want everything to stay just as it is. It's easy, it's easy. It's hard to change, it's very hard to change, but we have to do it. If we don't change old thinking, we are going to lose the most precious part of our church, and that is our young people, because young people do not think old. I think about family, whether it's gay or straight, as the biggest blessing any person could ever have. And is there any difference? No. I would never think that my gay grandchildren having a family would be a threat to our family. My friends and fellow parishioners uh, of course, know that I have gay grandchildren, and they're all very supportive. 
If they aren't, they will soon not be my friends. If I had a friend who had a child who was coming out and she was having difficulty, I would say to her, do you love him or her? And she would naturally say yes. I would say then you'd better be accepting or you're going to lose him. If you were my grandchild and you were afraid to come out to me, I would say, why are you afraid? Do you think I don't love you? I would go to my grandmother and I would say just exactly how you feel and say, I haven't changed from yesterday to today. I'm still your grandson and I love you. And if that doesn't melt her heart, I mean, how can you possibly turn away someone who you've loved all your life? We sing a hymn in our church. It's called, All Are Welcome in This Place. Okay, are all welcome in this place, or are those a lot of pretty words? It's time we put our money where our mouth is and say, yes, all are welcome in this place. Um, I have proclaimed myself matriarch of the family. I'm not sure that they all agree to that. But that responsibility I take very seriously. And I want to express my opinion as matriarch, not only to my family, but to my generation. 